is more than just a normal finicky podcast. This is the first ever week 18 finicky podcast ever. I'm Julian Madden, and I'm joined by Lyle Summerall. That's you, Lyle. I tried to look up fun words that they used to say, and and all it is is John Madden going bing, boom, bam. But I wanted this to be an all Madden-themed podcast because they, you know, you know. R.I.P. 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 to the great. The late John Madden. I, I didn't didn't expect that. I mean, I was surprised. Really casualty of- when they showed the documentary, he was still alive. That was surprising. But then the- then he died. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Glad for bringing me back in just in time. Uh, I don't know who it was. One of the, the Raiders tried to wear John Madden shoes, which had like a stencil sketch of John Madden's face. NFL said no. Hmm. He'll take that out of the game if you wear John Madden shoes. I thought so. you meant you wanted to wear John Madden's actual shoes. And I was like, yeah, I, I, would, I would say that that's outdated NFL equipment. And you know what? De- yeah, I have to say it. I think those shoes are too big to fill, Julian. <laughs> If we knew the player, that'd be a better dig. It'd be a better dig. Let's say it was it was Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown wanted to wear John Madden's shoes, and they said no. And then he said, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, th- I think it was Deshaun Jackson, actually, now that I am thinking oh. about it. Uh, obviously not a longtime Raider, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Are we go? Are we going for it now? No, we can't go for right now. It? We gotta wait till we get to the matchup. Everybody knows it already happened. It's not news. They're not breaking news. This, however, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Julian Madden. Uh, bam, boom, bang. This is the finicky finals, final, final round. Breaking news, also forever known as the All Madden round. This is the All Madden. We're in All Madden round. The final, final final week of the finicky playoffs is now going to be known as the all madden round until okay. maybe we get drunk and change it next year but for now fully devoted to john madden and his greatness there's so much to talk about i want to talk it's we're getting to this on monday which i love but i want to uh do we'll talk about possible waivers at the end because that'll okay. that'll be good and then uh so and we'll a, go, and after tonight that's actually going to be that's good important People could actually look into it, and I'll say, and we'll get into it later, uh, I know that maybe the last pod came out hours before the waiver deadline, but there's some people who could have benefited from the knowledge dropped in the last pod that I did with uh, Snake. Who Did you listen to the last one? Did you hear the... I did. He got COVID. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I I know, and that's as that was one of the reasons why I changed my name to Dr. Nasty's Booster Swede. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I thought that that was so you could boost more kids. You wanted the, it's for the kids. It is. It's not a booster seat. It's a booster suite. It's the suite in the strip mall where you take your child to see Dr. Nasty, where he will inject you or your child, regardless of age, with an unknown serum. <laughs> yeah. 
no phrasing problems at all there. I think that no, that's not at all. the okay, most. You, I, first of all, I see Moose in the background just <laughs> gnawing on a desk. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a grizzly bear in your house. It's, one of these. If there was a grizzly bear in my house, I wouldn't fucking notice. <laughs> you wouldn't say, Moose, get out of here. And it wouldn't get be the fuck out. Good. Smell worse today, somehow. I hope Snake is okay. And I hope the whole family is okay. That's, Sounds like uh, everyone's okay. Sounds like everyone's fine. You know, just COVID. Um, I was weird when we did the pie. I didn't know uh, who had gotten COVID. I'm sure there's more in our... I mean... Well, it's funny. My uh, my girlfriend actually had COVID over the holidays as well, uh, and she she's with the fam. We're all in Arizona at the moment. If if anyone is paying attention to the Instagram, but everyone is healthy and safe and and getting over it and dealing with it. So. And you are here somehow, Doctor Nasty. Without the, you are the Dr. cure. Doctor Nasty's here. You are the cure. Um, okay, before we get off into our matchups, uh, anything new in the life of Lyle? The people? Well, I mean, outside of the realm of finicky, no, not really. Just living it up in Arizona. I was going to say, you're holidays. in Arizona right now. That's a bit new. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's new. Folks, folks moved down to Arizona, so it's tough to make that trip to the Northwest now, but hopefully uh, Cal's going to have to see Uncle Nasty, I assume. Someone's got a boost chap, so yeah, and and, and he's, he's of that age. <laughs> Just doctor now. I'm in my house with the hands full of needles, ready to boost the kids, like a really terrifying Santa Claus. That's yeah. Well, if you know me, Julian, that's probably the most apt comparison I will ever have to the, the rest of the family. How do I describe him? A terrifying Santa he's a, Claus. He's a really skinny. Skinny and scary Santa. Skinny, scary Santa. Um, well, all right. We'll get moving on into the... Without further ado, we'll get on into the matchups. Um, I love how... Nope, that's... <clears throat> that's not the right sound effect. Up into the matchups. And uh, I really hate starting with me every time. Uh, but it's me versus Bliss. Uh, mm. This actually mm -hmm. got a lot closer right before the pod because Najee Harris... Uh, because Big Ben can't throw anything anymore, uh, he decided to take over the game. And actually, there were more rushing yards for Pittsburgh than there were passing. So we had nearly 200 yards and a touchdown. So this one's actually not out of reach. It is now only a 31-point game going into the all-Madden week. Uh, so take a look here, Lyle. What do you see? I mean, don't we don't need to look into this too much. I mean, we just... Oh, the, it's the Huggies Infant Diaper Bowl. I forgot. The Huggies Infant Diaper Bowl between Can, Ben and I. First of all, Trevor Lawrence is no longer uh, in Gruden's QB camp. No, he's not. He got kicked out of QB camp because he sucks fucking ass. And yeah, well, you know who picked him up? I saw. Derrige, I spread the yeah, cancer. My team is a cancer. We'll that the... <laughs> the cancer is spreading. It was funny hearing I, I even Snake, whose team's... Doing, but... Snake's team is immaculate, and he's done fantastic, fantastic moves in the waiver. But he was just like, you know, the two most frustrating people I have at all season have come from your fucking team. And yeah, just imagine having a whole fucking team of that. <laughs> Well, and Julian, you still have Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Yeah. You still have doubled down on the. I'm not going to be off brand at this point. I'm going to ride yeah, it till the gotta, end. And fuck, fuck, look at this. I outscored NFL legends. 
Matthew Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger with just one of my amazing rookie QBs, Trey Lance. Zach Wilson almost did it as well. It's that's a power. This is the kind of performance I expected all fucking season long. And I don't know why in retrospect, but that it made me happy that I got I got one. I got one good week. Yes. I mean, at the moment, you Zach Wilson is going to go up against Buffalo. So I think that's going to be a tough matchup for him. And then you have Trey Lance going against the Rams, which is going to be a very difficult matchup. Well, Fields could come back. Uh, I guess the Minnesota probably really wants that game. Yeah, there's no clear path to victory here. Um, I mean, Buffalo isn't what Buffalo used to be. But well, we'll see. Buffalo is going to want to win that game. The Rams, exactly. I want to really, after all this, I really want to get into that Rams-San Francisco game because there's a lot there. And uh, outside of the fact that Trey Lance is on my team, of course, I'd love to see him get absolutely fucking pulverized. Ben Roethlisberger is going to have his final career fucking game. And I don't know, at this rate, so may Matt Stafford. Uh, it's it's a lot a lot of QB drama uh, going for week 18 all Madden week. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I think Big Ben, what you saw tonight is probably the best. He's going to 150 yards maybe next week. Yeah, I don't know what his options are. He's going to really I, – I, it's so weird that he handed the ball off three times to Najee Harris and then <laughs> pointed to Jesus when they scored or Satan, whoever he was pointing up in the high in the sky, and then walked off the field and everyone's like, great job, Ben. Gee, he went crazy. Mike Tomlin came over and gave him like <laughs> a butt tackled him. Like, yeah. you, he handed the ball off. You did it three times in a row. Ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah. And then he was crying like blubbering like a baby. Yeah. Uh, that was one, one hell of a game to watch. It was one of the worst games I think I've ever seen <laughs> from Arizona. Definitely yeah. Watching that game, everyone kept talking about all the big themes and I was just, and they're talking about all of big Ben's accomplishments. I'm like, when are they going to mention that they shot that Batman movie during when yes. they blew up? That was big. <laughs> Is that Mark? Is that a... When is Cal going to come back and talk about Venom? <laughs> You're right. I failed as, as a podcast producer. I didn't bring in enough Venom chat. Um, <laughs> Venom chatters. <laughs> back into the football. We've got to get past this matchup. Uh, okay. I was really uh, fucking. I mean, if I like to look at every matchup and look at two things. One, had either of these teams made the playoffs, could they have made a fucking dent? Um, clearly, Ben Bliss, no. Um, and I look at my team and no, because I mean, no, my best three players, Zeke, Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb are trending in a nightmare realm. Like they are, and Cordell Patterson, they're, they had combined less than fucking Trey Lance got. Like it's bad it's news good. all over. I wouldn't have made a dent even if I had the chance. But you have to just looking at the facts. I mean, look at your bench. You have, or I guess your injuries, you you have five outs. Yeah. And that doesn't include your linebacker who's in. Some of us are limping into this final, you know, matchup. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it isn't feasible to expect to put up the amount of points we were putting up earlier on. That's which true. is why Zach coming through at 193 this week Huge. is insane. Huge. Um, I will say my one shining light, my one shining moment Deontay Foreman, I did spend the rest of my fab, essentially, on him. And about a week in was like, I've made not only a terrible mistake, but I've definitely put the nail in my own coffin. And he would have been, 
He would have been what I wanted him to be. He would have come in right in on championship time. And can you fucking believe it? Deontay Foreman is getting 20 points a game, and Tennessee's fighting for the one seed, and they play Houston in Week 18. Yeah. I'm going to justify it. I spent $67 on him. Didn't probably need to. Totally worth it. I, I, I would agree. Uh, and I, I also think just some of the other things. Philly is playing the best football that they've played at the moment. Uh, having Philly's kicker isn't a bad thing. It's not great because they don't put a ton of points on the board. But you yeah. should get a lot from that. Uh, you're going to have to do something about the Hawks against Arizona. I did. Uh, I have been holding on to the Colts coach for quite some time out of pure anti-Trevor Lawrence fucking spite. I fucking hate that guy. May he (laughs) die in hell. And I don't know. We'll see if Derek Derek Gore gets some fucking carries. I don't know. Uh, Also, C.D. Lamb, Javillion. Basically, the Cowboys have Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb right now. And that's it. They just lost, uh, what's his face, to uh, Torn ACL. I think CD Yeah, yeah. I saw Gallup went down. Too. That's a bummer. Uh, I think actually somebody in the finals has him. Maybe it's Zach. Um, still, I, I, I would like to have had Zeke. I did not. This is not what I thought the Dallas end would be. And I'd say I'm here to sell probably the Dallas Cowboys uh, next season. I don't, I don't think this is trending in the right direction for them. Uh, real quick, just to get through this matchup too. If Bliss's quarterbacks don't show up, I mean, if Stafford has a great game against San Fran because they are going to be playing, uh, they have something to play for. I think if the Rams do well, that's Bliss's only hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know what, man? I'll say it here. I think you, you're going to take this one. Oh, thank you. Well, I was going to say uh, another judgment. You know, why Why did Ben Bliss's team? I, I got a glimpse of why Ben Bliss's team didn't have a fucking chance this year, and that was at watching tonight's football game. How many fucking players Ben Bliss has? He's got Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger. Jarvis Landry used to be Odell Beckham Jr. Um, no. That, and those were all drafted people. Well, maybe not Ben. I think he used to have Jameis. But, and I did call. I tried calling Ben Bliss. I wanted a fair. And this game would be more fair. I wanted a fair game. I called Ben Bliss in the morning to alert him that he wasn't starting Alvin Kamara. And he was at the park, so he didn't pick up. And then it was 10.05, he called me back. And, uh, well. He was at the park. He was at the park. He's a good father. He's a good father. He says he bought a new house, but I'm not fully convinced that he doesn't live at the park. Anyway, uh, moving on. We'll go into the next most embarrassing uh, lineup here. Uh, We got Stephanie versus Bottom. Bottom. Shitting on the world, 183 points. Um, I believe that's tied for second, the second most points. Almost a three-way tie. One point away from me, a three-way tie for the second most points. Um, a shit fuck ton of points for Andrew Bottom. A person who has, let's say, a quarterback meltdown of epic proportions. Lyle, yeah. what do you see here? Uh... Yeah, absolutely right. You got Mahomes and Prescott. I mean, Stephanie's just going to get destroyed. Well, Stephanie's not playing her players, so we don't even have to look at it. What did we learn from Stephanie's team? Stephanie is pulling a little... I think I don't think she's going full uh, Sweeney. I think that she's a bit busy and that things haven't... She just... She's letting it go. Wow. And you know what? She hasn't even been I'm losing. I'm telling you, we need to get Sweeney on a podcast next year. 
I think that is the ace in my in the I hole. would like yeah. to hear the Sweeney takes on everyone. And if you're if if Sweeney shits on your team, then that's there's no greater motivator. Oh, you're kicked out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> you're cursed. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, she just started two IR players and two people that have been playing for two weeks. Yeah, this yeah. this team's nothing. But I'd like to focus for this just on Andrew Bottom because he was at one point a playoff contender. So you look at what he's got, and I like the ruling. Could have, I mean, it's obvious points wise, but could could Andrew Bottom have won the championship had he made in the playoffs? Yes, and I think. Uh... I mean, last week he did lose to me, and it was a very low-scoring affair. I think neither of us would have won a few of the other matchups. But Bottom just had – he's self-destructed. He, I think he's on, what, a six-game losing streak? Seven if you count last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs this win. Uh, Four-game losing streak, forgive me. So he's on a five-game losing streak if you count, count last week. It just doesn't – and I feel bad because he has scored the second most points out of anyone in the in the league. And he has arguably the fantasy MVP. This is 183 points. 50 of those points came from Jamar Chase. Like yeah. anybody who made it into the finals with Jamar Chase, odds are one fantasy football. And yeah. the reason Andrew Bottom could have easily been the highest scoring person, except He's got a quarterback meltdown. And the thing is, this has happened to multiple years in a row. And what is that theme for him? It's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was so bad, Bottom traded him last year. So then, uh, as we remember, Snake got Lamar in that trade and then won the championship. So now, <laughs> now Bottom learns from his mistake. Says, ah, I'll fix it this time. I'll draft Lamar and I'll ride him to the end. Lamar's not even playing right now. Um, yeah. and, and when, I mean, the few little bit that he did, it was, I mean, Tyler Huntley looked okay. He looked, didn't look that great this past week. Kirk cousins though, too. And now he's relying on Jalen hurts. Who isn't that bad? Like Jalen hurts is, but that team is not a throwing team. Jalen hurts does not look that bad, but for fantasy purposes, he hasn't been trending in the right direction. He's got 12 and 15 into I mean, he went 24 points week one of the playoffs and then went 15 and 12. I mean, it's, it's fine, but, but it's not league if, winning. And that's, if you have Jalen Hurts, you have to think about getting Boston Scott or I guess Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders or somebody to put in there too, who can kind of like elevate what Philly is good at, especially the second half of the season, the running game picked up, they learned how to win. And that was utilizing Jalen less. Since week eight, the running backs. since week eight, Jalen has had two games above twenty points. Yeah, that's and it's, it's run the ball continually and successfully. But and, and we just and we just and we just talked about how long it's been, you know, bottom trending in the wrong direction. Uh, he's had a quarterback meltdown. I had to call him and re- and let him know that Kirk Cousins is not playing football today. <laughs> And even so, look at the rest of his team. It's a good team. But, Conklin is a, one of the best tight ends you can probably snag. But the funny uh, thing about this is that Sean Mannion, for our purposes, played as well as Jalen Hurts. Like, it, it's oh, he destroyed Tua. He beat Tua by ten points. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I it's all right. So if you're bottom, and in fact, you know what? We'll give it a shot. Well, I doubt he picks up. We'll, we'll we're gonna ask. We'll call him and ask him the Ooh. question that I want to. We're gonna go. It's the last week. If it doesn't work, maybe I'll cut it. Uh, contacts. We're going to the bees. The bees. Uh, the bees. Let's see. Let's see if Andrew Bottom picks up the phone. This is your drink break. Oh, yeah. It's a good drink. Oh. Julian. Bottom! Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. We are looking at your matchup. It's just one question. Don't fucking hyperventilate. Um, what do you need? Are you... Mind you, last year you trade you you had Lamar and then you traded him, and then you rode Lamar. You you fixed it. You drafted him again, and you're like, this time I'm gonna ride him to the end. But he doesn't play football anymore. So, <laughs> my question is, with this season being in the shitter, um, will you draft Lamar again? Uh, Lamar, I'm just gonna say when he's playing football, he's one of the best point scorers at Vinicky. He was last year. And this year he was for the first half of the season. So I would say, I don't, I would say to the podcast, I'm not going to draft him so people don't think he'll get drafted early on. But realistically, you know, I'm going to draft him. Because Philip Rivers is not in the NFL anymore. So who else am I going to draft? Bottom cannot quit. Lamar Jackson. I love it. And that's Andrew what we, wa- that's what we wanted to hear. All right. Thanks, Bottom. Go back can't, to whatever. What? Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, can't won't quit. stop. All right. Go back to whatever bris you're attending. I'll talk to you later. So many brisses here. So many circumcisions. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that was. Um, right. He gave us the obligatory <laughs> Philip Rivers shout out. Too, yeah, which right. also it's the underlying message is that bottom gets attached to quarterbacks and then straight up broke back. Cannot quit these fucking QBs <laughs> until they until they ride off into the sunset. All cowboy puns intended. And. Yeah, it's sad, but yeah, he's gonna do it again. He's gonna do it again, and maybe maybe we'll be having this exact same conversation during Madden Week next week or next year. I don't know. And and that would be okay because you know he's gonna win this week just based off of, of the the matchup, and yep. he can ride high. He can head out into the postseason or the after the season and know that he's you know seventh place. Well, last thing I'll say is. Um, for Stephanie, um, this this is this these two weeks, this championship weeks is why she got these quarterbacks and they're delivering. Forty three points between Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott, very reliable. And knowing next week, uh, week eighteen, they get Denver and Philadelphia, which are fucking devourable teams in the passing game. Um, Stephanie had the right idea. Um, I just you know didn't play the wire as much as everybody else. Um, Coulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda, but great draft. Can we also just say, to Stephanie's credit, still, not only did she not drop the Giants head coach, she just benched him. And that's class, Julian. He, as the 12th Manning, Speaking of not quitting, yeah, not being able is, to quit. This is the broke back matchup of the century. Good. Neither of these two people can quit. They're on brand till the last 
snap. I didn't think that I would ever need the I can't quit you sound effect drop, but maybe I'll need to add it to the repertoire. All right, we're moving on to probably the one you're excited, least excited to talk about. I mean, I would have been. <laughs> it's uh, on, on Saturday I was, but now... We've got Tez versus Lyle. Um, uh, we talked about 183 uh, with Bottom and Tez with a solid 182. And well, it, what would you say? A third? Yeah, a third of it is out of the quarterbacks from uh, Mr. Christopher Antez. Lyle, let's talk. What Man. What was your hey. roller coaster for this matchup? Uh, I mean, I did. Roll the dice last week with Rex Burkhead, and it paid off, and I thought I'd keep him in. To be fair, he outscored most of my other guys, but Bobby getting hurt like on the first snap didn't help. Uh, James Conner being a game-time decision that ended up not playing. I had to quickly get Robbie Anderson off the wire. Uh, that didn't help. Mm. Tua didn't help. I didn't know what I was expecting against Tennessee, but he was there Miami first loss since like well, week eight. Here's the fucking thing. If if an average game would have occurred, this would actually be within less than 40 points. But Bobby Wagner missed his first fucking game. Yeah, like he's a on decade. pace for over 200 tackles. And now I, he won't get 171. Unbelievable. But that, here we are. Um... You with your cowboy stack of Amari and Dalton, uh, that just that game wasn't as vibrant. And yeah, I mean, you had the Chiefs D against Joe Burrow. That had to have been hard to exist within that universe. Yeah. It, it did. And that's, I don't, you know, to give Tez a lot of credit, even Russ coming through with 27, those Russ and Joe Burrow just destroyed me. And everything else, it wasn't, you know, the rest is something I could I could come back from, um, but those two. That's why he's at 182, and that's why he's going to have a huge advantage going into next week. I'm going to have to have a huge week, and I don't see it because I do have a lot of a lot of question marks, and people weren't going to play. But even like Mac Jones showed up. Tez is, Tez has a good team. Does. He's someone who who could have made a run into the playoffs, and maybe at the right time could have traded Mac. To a, a team that's um, unfortunately dedicated to uh, rookie quarterbacks at some point. Maybe that would have been a move recommended. And maybe we would have a whole different playoff landscape. Maybe. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that person is way too stubborn to trade uh, for the likes of fucking Mac Jones. No, I've got the top four picks. I don't need that fucking guy. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think Tez is in this matchup. I think Tez is going to run away with the next year. Jonathan Taylor has really come through is him and Najee Harris for Pittsburgh. I think are the two best, most reliable running backs at this juncture. Oh yeah. And it, okay. So that with that, I, I, I didn't come up with awards, uh, for everyone. Um, I fuck bottom was on. I should have told him he won. Uh, the award I was going to give out for Andrew bottom was the so close yet. So goddamn far award would be for Andrew bottom. Cause he got so close and he had a star in Jamar Chase, and yet it all fell apart. Uh, for Antez, I wanted to get, and I actually was hoping to win this award, the Not Wrong, Just Early Award, because, yeah, had this fucking quarterback duo, and it's not, you know, you're going to look at the season-long rankings, 
And you're going to see Russell Wilson and Joe Burrow, and they're going to exist in the top 10, top 50, whatever. But, like, it, you know, it wasn't that. There were flashes for each. And, uh, but looking at this, like, this is what we, you know, I'm sure this is what Chris kind of envisioned with this top three. Jonathan Taylor could be running back one, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, um, and he stacked it with Tyler Lockett. He snagged Hunter Renfro, and fucking Tyreek Hill disappeared. Tyreek Hill was his only reliable piece for a while. As well, and Tyreek Hill should have been, this season, Tyreek Hill should have been an absolute monster. Totally. More, he, more than he was. And and so should, you know, we were expecting more of the Chiefs, so he bet high on, on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He grabbed a reliable running back in James Robinson. Um, all in all, like, yeah, uh, a lot of those pieces fell apart early, but you look at the pieces that are still there now, and yeah, I don't think he was wrong with his drafting strategy. He was just a bit early. I think a lot of these would have been correctable and the waiver moves had he, you know, probably cared a little bit more going into the consolation round. But I applaud Chris Antez. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, Antez, like myself, was probably one game during the regular season away from getting in uh, to that third or fourth position. Uh, so, you know, I, I just think it was unlucky for, for Chris, but now, I mean, he's going to, he's going to win the consolation bracket here easy this week. And he's earned it. All right. <sighs> Moving on to, I, this, I expected this to be closer. The, uh, the bachelor bowl, the apartments.com. Bachelor Bowl, um, Snake versus JP. Um, I can't believe that this score is nearly identical to Bottom versus Stephanie. Because I think JP is, I mean, he's still been managing his team. Um, really? JP, best, best record in the league this year. It's, is it? Ended up in consolation and ended up not even hitting 100. The, the league's yeah. lowest scorer. That's true. And it, yeah, it all fell apart. Um, I expect these two to have a really, I mean, firepower, both sides. I don't know. What did, what are you seeing? What are you seeing outside of JP falling the fuck apart? Listen, if you are starting both Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, you're, you're already praying. Uh, <laughs> and to be fair for, for JP, like the rest of his team is pretty great. If San Francisco plays well like he he will play well that's the reason he beat me in the regular season and i mean with kiddo and, and Debo samuel otherwise chase edmonds dalvin cook unfortunately for him uh a little spotty here towards the end of the season joe mixon it's it's a good team it's, they, a, it's just a brutal week for all of these players um, Joe Mixon, yeah, in a game that went 34 to 31, you would think Joe Mixon was the guy. Kansas City committed to stopping the run. And Cincinnati. Exactly. Kansas City is a quality defense. They just decided we're not going to let them run. We're going to force Burrow to pass. No and way you could throw 300 yards worth of passes to one guy. And that, yeah, all the offense went through other P players. Uh, Carson Wentz did end up playing and was one of his higher scores. Um, uh, I mean, had JP been playing for something, he probably would have paid more than $9 for Trey Lance, but he didn't. So then he had to start Matt Ryan. And 
Um, there were actually glimpses where it felt like Matt Ryan was going to put up points. In fact, Matt Ryan, I watched this. Matt Ryan got in the end zone. He ran into the end zone and he was so fucking pumped. He started talking shit to all the Buffalo players. Then the play went under review. It was called back. It was not a touchdown. Then the penalty of excessive celebration got put, pushed them back to the 20 and they threw an interception. I don't think I've ever seen quite that sort of turnaround as far as, oh, I had a touchdown. Oh, fuck. Somehow that became all of the worst parts. And but that would be like the best comparison I can make is if it would be crazy if you were up like 28 to 3 or 28 to 0 in the Super Bowl at halftime and then you just blow that lead somehow yeah. and you lose it. it that's the comparison, and that's what Matt Ryan does for you. And I remember I was looking at this, and I thought that, you know, the Dolphins are getting blown out. Fucking Buccaneers are about to lose to the Jets. Um, <laughs> Antonio Brown just walked off the field. Like, all of a sudden, it really started. Jo- Josh Allen was struggling against get Atlanta. Yeah. Antonio Brown? Oh, I thought that ball. Snake was going to have a rough day because everything was going the wrong way. And it was one of those things where the second half of that first round of games completely flip-flopped michael carter was shredding the buccaneers i was like what is happening and then it went into the night game and things just got exponentially worse uh dalvin cook didn't do shit um obviously yeah nothing happened with anybody on the niners um and yeah devin white didn't finish the game and the colts actually somehow fucking lost uh no it all spiraled uh, in a, a, a steaming pile of shit and had um, Snake started Stevenson um, over Antonio Brown, uh, he would be the highest scorer. So a great week for um, Snake just relying on the same people that got him here outside of Jarrett Patterson, which was just a last minute pickup. His best player was Amon Ross St. Brown, who is somehow one of the best rookie wide receivers this year. And Nobody noticed. So now that puts Snake at sneakily picking the best <clears throat> pro wide receiver, like, and the best rookie wide receiver almost, uh, out of thin air almost. Cooper fell and he could drafted him, and Amon Ra was right off the wire. And yeah, Snake, I would say, is if you're looking at somebody who could have won the championship but didn't, Snake's at the top of my list. Well, yeah. Amazingly enough, though, Snake was in it last week. His team just didn't show up. They didn't perform. Uh, it, it, I, I suppose it happens every now and again, but it's, it's just a shame. Snake, he and Bottom, I think, if I had to choose, did the best all season. Um, and if between those two, I think Snake, his team, unlucky a couple weeks, probably should have beat JP in overall score, but JP got a couple... A couple lucky wins. But, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen and Tom Brady, you can say what you want about all the other quarterbacks. Again, it's just reliability in almost all of his players. Um, and they, they both work the wire, wire really well. You know, you can even see that Snake er, picked up a lot of waiver wire running backs just maybe to try to cash out on one of them with Justin Jackson, Cam Akers, Keyshawn Vaughn. Um yeah, and, and he did move. A, um, he moved. There's a lot of movement on his team, yeah. uh, just going up and down. 
Cooper Jer- Cup, just having those few players who are, who are guys you can rely on. Jared Patterson off the wire. That's five running backs off the wire that are on it. You know, it's a very fluid roster. And, and sometimes they hit. Sometimes, like Jared Patterson, 15 points. Sometimes they fucking don't. Foster Murrow, zero points. But if one of them hits, it balances out better than, I mean, Jared Patterson scored more than Chase Edmonds and Terry McLaurin and Dalvin Cook combined. So yeah. that's that. Um, all right. Uh, sorry, JP. Uh, you had a good run. And uh, yeah. Snake. We love JP you? for the best. It's been one hell of a season. The uh, it's a hell of a way to go out. But losing to Snake is probably one of the most gracious uh, losses you can endure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, <clears throat> it's a tough one, the, uh, the apartments.com uh, roommate bowl. I will say <clears throat> I had uh, lessons to be learned from these seasons. Do you have any lessons to be learned looking at these two rosters? Do I looking at these two rosters? Uh, I'm never going to trust Tony Pollard mm. uh, or a backup Cowboys running back. I can say that. Well, that's a good lesson. My lesson is looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, who's scoring a fuck ton now, and looking at Michael Pittman Jr., who was kind of the same guy, just on a different team and earlier. They're both USC kids, and they both were mid-round draft picks, and they both blew up after you know a couple weeks into the season. So I'm staking my claim, and I'm going to say next year, <clears throat> Drake London out of USC, going to be phenomenal. Uh, for anyone paying attention to the pod, <laughs> write the name down, and uh, and he'll be a dude. He'll be a dude who's gets, but it won't happen week one. It'll happen like week four or five. So, anyway, that's my that's what I've learned from this. It's just that USC kids take a while, and then when they do, they go fucking bonkers. In the NFL, moving uh, on. What's up? No, nothing. I was gonna just say I think uh, drafting. A high-quality receiver could be one of the saving graces in, in this league. That's something I can learn from this matchup. Yeah, Cooper Cup MVP. Yeah, for for Jake's team. Yeah, if you miss out on the top three, the the Devontae Parker, fucking I don't know who the other two top dudes projected probably were, but like fucking you know throw the darts. Remember, he actually spent high draft packs on more more than one wide receiver, and they're not all there right now. He also held on to fucking, uh, oh, who's it, Michael? Who's the guy from the Saints? He fucking held on to him half the season, knowing that if he came back, it would be a huge payout. Like, great wide receivers. There are guys who just score points, and uh, Cooper Cup's one of them. And, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, that's a Hall of Fame season from one guy. Yeah. That's, and I a mean, guy from Eastern Washington, of, of all places. Of all fucking places. Could have been Washington State. University, but it wasn't. All right, moving on. We're on to the championship. Uh, this is actually one of our closer matchups. The closest. This is the closest matchup now. I'm looking at it 193, 175. Poor Zach. Zach has a history of putting 200 points up on Ben Derger and Ben not doing that to Zach, but this is his best counterpunch. Uh, I'm looking at. This is gonna. This is a great matchup. Yeah, this is just fun looking at. What What are you gonna? What are, What are your projections here as far as these two moving forward? What? How is? Who's gonna fucking win? I mean, I know you're not gonna like to hear it. I think Zach's gonna win, uh, but I think it's because he's going in with a head start. 
I think this upcoming week, I think Ben could take it. I think it really is going to matter about what happens with Indianapolis, Las Vegas. Um, God forbid Indianapolis loses to Jacksonville. I think you're going to see a weird game with Las Vegas. Uh, and who who are they playing? They're playing another team that needs a victory. Vegas? Vegas is on the wrong week. Um, oh, yeah, they play the big game. They play the Chargers. They That's are right. the, Chargers. the Sunday night game. Those three teams are in a must win, and I think Indianapolis is going to be Jacksonville. Um, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. But I, I just think that has the potential for making Josh Jacobs a huge scorer. Um, I think it's going to be a huge boon for Mike Williams. Uh, there's, there's, man, this is going to be close. Well, let's let's go play by play, player by player. Let's take a deep analysis at Zach, which I'm almost insulted that you think I would hate the idea of Zach winning a co-creator of this league. And I wouldn't want him to win this. That wouldn't make me totally upset. I don't know why that would be. Uh, I'm looking at Zach's team. He's got three quarterbacks, all of which are in games that matter. Uh, Kyler, they're going to the playoffs, but you know, if they, the Seahawks are going to try to knock them. I believe there are, there's, not as much for Arizona. Arizona needs to start winning games on their terms. And they've been fighting for everything they've got for the past six weeks. They just ended a three-game losing streak. Uh, they yeah. want to win again, and they definitely want to do it uh, against Seattle. Um, that's a big one. I don't know. This thing, I don't know. If, Kyler might be the – I've always felt that Kyler might be the weakest link in all of these games – I think that Arizona needs to win this game. I think if they win this game, they still have a chance at the one seed. So Kyler should play, and he should play the entire game, even if it does go sour for us. Taysom? Yeah, I agree, and I think you could say the same for Taysom. Well, no, the Saints need – that's a must win. If they don't win, then they can easily get knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, if they win, they can knock the Niners out of the playoffs. And then uh, Tannehill, they're playing for the one seed in the AFC – and they're going against Houston. So, and they're going to get Julio back. I don't know if that even fucking matters anymore, but you know, they'd love to heat him up before the playoffs. So, all right, let's start with this. Which quarterback do you play? Uh, I think I would do Tannehill over, over Taysom because I think you're right. I think Arizona needs to win more. I just think the matchups favor that. I do like Taysom against Atlanta, but I mean, if it gets if it just gets out of hand in the first half or if they're up by enough, I don't see new Orleans needing to pass. And I know Taysom as a runner is a big thing. Fun fact about Tannehill. I hear you. Uh, Taysom Hill cannot push the ball down the field. He is a runner. He's a dink and dunk. Uh, that offense is not fun to watch only fun because it's built out of funny pieces. Um, Tannehill I found out today has been the league's worst deep passer this season. His com they have compared his co downfield completion rate to somebody who is very similar to Taysom Hill. Who do you think that would be? Similar to Taysom Hill? Yeah. How similar? Is it's it similar Taysom Hill? It is not Taysom Hill. It is uh, uh, similar in name and in style. It is Tyrod Taylor. Oh, God. Who is no longer 
Right. <laughs> he got replaced by David Mills. That tells yes. everything you need to know. Tannehill is not the Tannehill of yesteryear just because of Derrick Henry. Like, there's a lot of reasons that he hasn't been that great. Um, and I, I don't know if it's all his Tannehill is playing against uh, Davis Mills. That's true. That's true. It's fair. That's fair. I, I used this term. It's true. I don't know if Tannehill's going to put up big points. I don't know if Taysom's going to put up big points. I don't know if Kyler's going to put up big points. Um, as a karma thing, maybe you don't play Kyler, but maybe those Taysom and Kyler will stick. I'm just saying, I don't know what the right answer is. All I know is that there's a reason to hate each decision. Um, How do you feel about Damian Harris? Is he going to be able to come back? Does New England utilize him next week? New, New England needs to win. I think they want... They can they, get the front yeah. or the uh, if they want to try to get any sort of home field advantage or yeah. bye week, yeah, they need to win. Um, and I don't think they will. Even if they do win, I don't think they'll get it. But I think Damian Harris has to play. I think he's going to be pushed to play. But whether he plays the entire game, I don't know. It's that's the thing. He's gonna stay a Q, and that's fucking tough. I think he stays a Q. I don't think he goes all the way to out. Um, so that's going to fucking yeah. suck. In every single game this week, except for the four West Coast home games, comes at 10 a.m. or 1 a.m., uh, 1 p.m. Right, and then There's you've got... no way to play around that. Right, and he's got Devontae Freeman on the bench, but Baltimore needs to win. But you got the fucking Steelers playing with this fucking defensive... They looked insane today. Uh, T.J. Watt has 21 sacks. Like... 21.5. 21.5 sacks. This is an insane defense. And it's Devontae Freeman. Like, I just... And if they don't have Lamar, I don't know, man. I don't... I, here's the thing. I, again, I don't know the answer. All I know is I can pick <clears throat> reasons that all of the uh, decisions suck. DeAndre Swift <laughs> sounds like a great person to play, but Green Bay has been stomping the shit out of fuckers. Now... Are they going to play off? Now, that's one team that doesn't need the game. But on paper, they don't need the game. But I think, I really do. I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to really want to get that MVP. And if he wants the MVP, he's going to have to play. And uh, he's, he's going to play against the Lions. And he's going to put up a fuck ton of points. So maybe that rules out DeAndre Swift since they won't be running the ball. But I know the guy catches passes. I don't know. DeAndre Swift is a question mark. Damien Harris is a question mark. Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell got a touchdown uh, with Trey Lance, uh, but he it wasn't a pretty game. And they're going against the Rams, and we'll talk about at the end of the pod. The Rams could defecate all over not only the Niners but their hopes for the playoffs. And and that's what we want. Uh, I mean. I assume, I assume we won't want that. So then you, uh, I, I would love that. And then you look at Kyler and you're like, okay, so does Arizona want to win this game? Yeah, I think they do. Okay, so what does that say for Rashad Penny, who is on an insane streak right now? An insane it's, it's, streak right now. I mean, let's. Is it insane? How insane is the streak? Because uh, against the Rams just three short weeks ago, I, while I was in Arizona, he scored a total of three points in fantasy. He had in the last three weeks, minutes. he has done things that very few running backs have done in Seattle Seahawks history. 
Two weeks. I will give him the last two weeks. Yes, two he weeks. has. Just two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. He's done he did do the same thing against Houston the previous week. But again, keep in mind, he played Houston, Chicago, and Detroit. Ah, yes, two weeks. You're right. There's the uh, the gap there with the uh, Rams. Um, yeah. Just, just look at that. He but played yeah, Houston, Chicago, and Detroit. Three of arguably a... the worst teams in the league. He has. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he, he defecated all over Houston, Chicago, and Detroit. And he absolutely shat the bed. 11 carries for 39 yards. And two receptions. And what happened the last time he played Arizona? He got hurt. The classic Rashad Penny move: just get injured. And this time I, it's I and this time it's at Arizona, and that field has claimed many a Seahawk. I don't know. So you're right. Not even feeling good about Rashad it. Penny now. Um, Stephon Diggs at the New York Jets. On paper, like this that. seems like a sure fucking thing. I do like that. I I, I like that. I. But I like the Higgins. I like Mike Williams. I like but Mark Andrews. If you like Stephon Diggs at the Jets, you gotta love Devin Singletary, who has been dominating for Buffalo right now. And I think they like him being fired up for the playoffs. Uh, so then you gotta love Devin Singletary on it's, it's the true. other side. Uh, T Higgins. And Buffalo is again. They they are in a position where this is a a statement game. They want to say. We don't care how good Mac Jones is playing. We don't care what you think about the resurgence of the of the Patriots again. We are still the team in the AFC. T. Higgins is on a team where he could go 40 points or he could go four because they have so many goddamn options. I do think Cincinnati shits all over Cleveland, but they also don't really need that game a whole lot. Um, they've got the division. So, eh, we'll see what happens there. Mike Williams. Yeah. What? Mike, Mike Williams, Williams great. We need to talk about Mark Andrews. Uh, of all the tight ends, he – what an incredible season this guy's had. Well, wait. <clears throat> Before we do that, Mike Williams had a resurgence. Okay. He got 12 points last week after kind of duds for a while. And the reason that's important is because Justin Herbert is – we'll get to it. Ben Derage's fucking only hope, hope solo, Hanukkah solo, that whole thing. Uh Yeah. Do you think do you what are the odds to you? Do you think there's a chance that Mike Williams catches a fuck ton of Justin Herbert passes in week 18? I mean, but I mean then they're canceling each other out. Right. And that would be the best fucking thing for Zach. But Zach's going to play Mike Williams hoping that that happens, but if Justin Herbert goes for 40 points and Mike Williams has two catches for 5 yards, it's a huge swing in Ben Derrige's direction. So I'm saying, I mean. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the most likely thing is going to be 25 points for Herbert, 25 to 30, and it's probably going to be 10 to 15 for, for Mike Williams. All right. Or let's so, say 8 to 13, depending right. on a touchdown. So now we go to Mark Andrews with his, uh, yeah, his streak and his, everything that's been, it doesn't matter yeah, who's throwing the ball. Season. The worse the quarterback gets, the better uh, I guess for Mark Andrews, with the, I mean, I guess he only had eight points this week. But what were you going to say? As far as tight ends go, that's I mean, uh, far and away, uh, far and away, this guy has has been Travis Kelsey and Kittle all rolled into one. I mean, I think Mark Andrews, he could be the reason that that Zach wins this. Well, uh, that that puts and it Jordan up. To, Brooks, I, yeah, Jordan Brooks. 
without I even said on the last pod, I said Jordan Brooks is a risky play because we if the defense is gonna be on the field all day, how the hell do you feed both Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks? Well, one way to feed Jordan Brooks around Bobby Wagner is Bobby Wagner getting hurt, which has not happened in like a decade. And it did happen. And now Jordan Brooks is the guy. So it's true, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think Bobby Rag Wagner is leading the league in tackles going into this week. Jordan Brooks was third. Right. So right. We had the first but that but that is all he fueled by the fact fewer. But that whole thing is fueled by the idea that <clears throat> our defense has played more snaps than any other defense. So yeah, it's all and our defense yeah, is built cool. to go through the linebackers. So I understand why Jordan Brooks has been a great play. My thing for last week was well, what if we're kicking the living shit of Detroit? Um, you know, our defense is going to be on the field all the time. You know, it's going to be a lot of three and outs, which it was, but Bobby Wagner wasn't around anymore. And Cody Barton wasn't exactly soaking up all the tackles like Bobby Wagner would. So Jordan yeah. Brooks is now maybe linebacker one against Arizona uh, because and they're going to be on the field a lot. They're going to be on the field. A lot. We could be looking at 34, 40 points out of Jordan Brooks. And I say that with all jinxing potential intentional. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, well, let's just assume Jordan Brooks gets a fuck ton of points. And then you're looking at the Packers D against Detroit, which, again, <clears throat> the Packers don't need this game, but Aaron Rodgers does. So, But even – I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to – he doesn't need it. He, I think he hit the career milestones that he wanted – Already, um, because I, I honestly don't see the Packers. They've we gave them twenty-two they points. They're playing for nothing. Well, but no, they're playing for Dan Campbell, and he's feisty. He likes to bite kneecaps. No, there's no way they're they're going to risk Aaron Rodgers getting severe turf toe or whatever he's dealing with in that foot. They said the toe can't get worse. It's not a tendon injury. It's bones. Um, <clears throat> all right, and then tie everything below the belt could change. This guy's going to move his roster around. Let's take a look at the running Rebels, Ben Derriger. Um, I lead with Ben Derriger with what I think is maybe the most important part of his roster because I don't want him to change much. But this is my big question. Saquon Barkley. <clears throat> you drafted him. You're, you're number one or number two. I don't know if you got Adams before or after. But you, you drafted Saquon Barkley and benched him in your final week one. And I thought it was a stupid move that would never pay off because the Jackson was getting living shit kicked out of him. And it was a late touchdown that pushed that pushed Dare, Dare Ogumbawale uh, to 12 points when Saquon had a, a meager 10. Do you play Saquon Barkley in Week 18? I mean, I, I think... Just, I think, on matchup alone, I think you do. Uh, going against Indianapolis, they, they have a, a good, they got a good defense. And Saquon, I suppose, I mean, it's not a shoe-in against Washington, but they're playing Washington. And Saquon, will, I assume, he has a, a shot Everyone talks about, they're like, ah, yeah, why draft a running back so high? Like, but we watch the Seahawks, and we're like, man, if you can run the ball... Then it gives your quarterback more options. Like, yeah, you got to if he's, if he's not, what are you saving him for? Like, just roll him out there. Let him fucking, I, 
I don't well, know. Well, and then if that's the case, he'll be living or dying by Saquon Barkley or Davis Mills, which is another thing we need to talk about. Right. Okay. So live or die by Saquon Barkley. I vote. Live, oh, I guess this doesn't work that way. Live or die. I but I, die. I, I, I say vote die. I say you, you does, live with Saquon Barkley. Do you bench him? Do you live or do you die? That's it. Bench, live or die. Just because matchup wise, throw him in there. Live or You're die. You're gonna live. live. Throw him All in right, there. we're gonna Get live. What a terrible game I've invented. All right. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna focus on the fact that he didn't even bid on Trey Lance. When I mentioned earlier that somebody didn't listen to the pod and could have easily benefited from the advice therein, I called out that I was spending nine dollars on Trey Lance and that Trey Lance would cost you more than $9 and he didn't didn't take him. He didn't get him. I I do think Trey Lance getting picked up. I think taking Tyler Huntley, uh, which I did. You did. Those two moves from the consolation bracket will ultimately affect what happens. Yeah, I do think that Jerajay's success has been waking up at three in the morning and like adding the people that didn't get waiver dollars. But like, what do you, you can't take it with you. You got to spend it at some point. And I think it would have been worth to pick up Trey Lance, who got 16 points. Davis Mills only got 12. Now Davis Mills is going up against a fucking eager and aggressive Tennessee defense. They need this win. I mean, San Francisco needed the win last week. I don't know. uh, I hope. This podcast goes out tomorrow, and Derajay listens because he's the only one with money. I think Zach is out. Right. Snake is out. That's true. He's out. That's right. I'm out. I spent all my money on Trey Lance. That's the way I wanted to go out, though. That's how I want to die. Putting bids on every player that he thinks Zach is going to want (laughs) because he's going to get it. And we will go to one dollar on anybody. We're going to dive into that waiver before we're done. The last beat, as I want to say about Derrige, is the defense. Had he listened to the pod, which he didn't, and even if he did. he could have. I don't want to say that. But uh, if he if he did, he heard what I said. And it was, I don't know if you start the Cowboys D. Mainly because he was set up in a situation for if Kyler does well, because it was Arizona and Cowboys, then it's going to fuck over your defense. And I guess, yeah, if the D- Cowboys defense shreds Kyler Murray, you win. And the game was close to going that way. But it didn't. And then that Cowboys defense, big zero, really, I mean, you you didn't need much to make this a a 10-point game. Um, And that hurt him. So now he's got the Cowboys D against Philadelphia. That's fine. Um, He could have got six to eight points by playing any of the teams we mentioned as alternatives. So I I don't anticipate making a change now, but he could have. But... uh, he, I think they got like 13 points last time they played Philly. Um, my favorite part about this matchup is that Justin Herbert and Josh Jacobs, which I'm, I don't think there's anybody in that game for Zach. Zach's going to come out of, oh, no, Mike Williams. That's right. So coming out of all of the normal games on Sunday and Saturday, it's spread over two days, two days for the All Madden Fest. Going into the final game, the way it stands right now, Derrige will have Justin Herbert and Josh Jacobs to close the gap. And you put those two players together, they could get, what, 60 points? If, if you know. 
I yeah. If it's a high scoring game, I mean, sixty points is going to be a lot. That would be forty from Herbert, thirty from Jacobs. The games, if the games were completely funneled through those players, and it wouldn't I think completely 60, make sense. I suppose if Las Vegas gets to a huge lead, or scores like Jacob scores two quick touchdowns, and then LA is just playing from behind the rest of the game. Yeah. But yeah, I could see it. I could. Okay. Josh Jacobs is arguably one of the best running backs in football. You got to keep in mind, he's still about 23 years old. Um, All right. All that to be, well, we'll figure it out. I'm very excited. Uh, Are you you saying uh, Deranger should start Davis Mills over Taylor Heineke? Oh, I didn't even think about that. And he's with A.J. Dillon at running back, by the way. Does Washington... Washington needs this game more than Houston. I mean, God damn it. I don't know. AJ they don't even... You have Green Bay's backup running back. Yeah. Green Bay is... I think, I think you could, he could easily... Oh, my God. He's got a running back surplus at this point. I don't know what the fuck he did picking up Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, I think that you could... Oh, man. But that's the thing. What running back do you take out? I don't know. Uh, you can move. Uh, you're right. I don't know. Well, get Dari out of there. <laughs> get Dari the fuck out of there. Now he'll score 20 points. Um, Heineke versus the Giants. The Giants are an epic shit show right now. I think you you could attack the weak flesh and put Taylor Heineke in there and do pretty well. Um, I'm not sure what he's projected for yet. Also, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry versus Miami, I would say is maybe a better fit. I don't know. Unless and Dawson Boston Knox was Dawson Knox, and we said this on the pod last week, was zero points until the last like two minutes of the game and caught a garbage touchdown. Then he went through the same ordeal in week 17 and it never changed. He never got that touchdown. He's very touchdown dependent. I get it. It's the Jets. But the Buffalo Bills have so many options. I don't know. What do you do? Hunter Henry, I think, is tied for most touchdowns for tight ends. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, look at this. I could be looking at the stats too much, but I mean, his his even his targets are getting they're trending in the wrong direction. Uh, so Dawson Knox at least deserves to be. You need to think about it. And ultimately, Hunter Henry is he had eight six five over the past three weeks. I would go with targets if I had to, and I think Hunter Henry is a, is a reasonable play, but I think you're basically rolling the dice with either for for seven points at best. Drop Trevor Lawrence. Pick something up you can use or that Zach needs. And, uh, yeah, I like A.G. Dillon. I like Saquon. I, the fact that he's going to go into his final game with Saquon and A.J. on his bench is befuddling. But then again, he's got a lot of great options right now. Daryl Williams in that situation. Devin Singletary. Josh Jacobs, it's, yeah, whatever he feels like needs to go in that running back spot. Whew, it's going to be an exciting one. Oh, and so that is right. Um, the Finicky podcast will be coming. I mean, I don't know if we could do it live. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to be happening during the the final bit on that on Sunday Night Football. We're, I'm thinking about trying to get... Maybe Zach, uh, I don't know who's, I don't know if Zach and Derrige are free, but we'll get whoever we can for the finale to react in real time to whoever's going to win this goddamn thing. 
Um, it's basically just watching Derrick's team, so I don't know how Zach would really enjoy that. But yeah, I think we'll get people together to watch that. Uh, it should be interesting. Lots of waiver wire moves could still happen, which is why now we are going to move on to the waiver wire moves. Um, oh, looking at it, there's a lot. This is a oh, fun fact. Um, I mean, Daryl Williams is currently healthy on this chart, but I, I was hearing that Le'Veon Bell. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's for the Bucks. Le'Veon Bell is the only healthy Bucks running back heading into week 18. No. Yeah. Uh, honestly? Honestly. So you look at all of the question marks for Zach or for any of the other matchups. Le'Veon Bell might come in with some projected... I don't know if you want to touch with that on the actual finals, but if you want to maybe come back from a, I don't know, a 183 to 96 point deficit, something you may want to look at is Le'Veon fucking Bell. Speaking of the Bucks, you can also look at Cyril Grayson, who was apparently filling in for Antonio Brown when all that shit went down. Oh my God. He had about 15 points this week, I think. I don't know if you can rely on Le'Veon Bell. No one knows. That's the whole fucking point. But I, when when everything started to go sour for me, I made two moves: picking up people that I thought would save my season, and my season wasn't even in jeopardy. But then it was in jeopardy after I made these moves, and it was it was picking up Deshaun Watson and Le'Veon Bell, and they became nothing. And during that time, I let go of players such as oh I don't know Jimmy Garoppolo that didn't fit my my motif. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where everything started to go to shit. So I don't know. I, maybe I'll pick up Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not sure if it's good advice, but it is at this point information. Le'Veon Bell is the only healthy bucks running back right now. Cyril Grayson, uh, definitely. He got two touchdowns from Tom Brady. He's the new main target there. Antoine Wesley caught two touchdowns for Arizona. He's this big six foot five kid who has absolutely no, Muscle or body fat. So he's just a walking skeleton. Uh, Braxton Berrios somehow is doing the Elijah Moore routine for the Jets. He's getting a lot of points. He got about 16 points last week. Um, Dr. Nasty, do you know who Christian Wilkerson is? Uh, I do not. Nobody does. He was not even active on the Patriots roster until two weeks ago. And then uh, yesterday caught two touchdowns for the Pats. So whoever the fuck that guy is, um, Justin Tucker, you might know that guy. He's on the wire. Yes. I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have to go to the phone just to take a look at this. Just this is better than the, than the computer for. Well, everything's not fully filled out. I will say while you're looking, do you know who the number one scoring kicker was in Finky football last week? Last week. No, no, week 17. Uh, oh, right, sorry, week 17. Week 17. Hawks. This, yeah, week 17. It had Hawks? to be Myers. Jason Myers. How many points do you think he had? Uh, let's see. 40 something. He had to be in the 40s. 46 points for Jason Myers. And you look at any matchup, and that. I mean, that would have put Zach up to, oh, an ungodly amount. How much did his kick again? 25? Yeah, that would have put him a whale above 200 points. So that would, that would have put Derrick in the lead. So Jason Myers, 46 points. And the only thing that's left, and this one's really actually scintillating, because you look at 
I'm that Cowboys D versus Philadelphia. If you're losing faith, I don't know. The Bears D had 27 points last week, and they are going to go up against to close out their season with Matt Nagy, who knows jack shit about offense, but a fair amount about defense. The New York Giants, the New York football Giants. So I don't know, man. That's tasty. That's a tasty pickup. I don't think there's anything I miss. If you're looking at the wire, let me know. Those are some sexy picks right there. I guess, to be honest, there's not a lot that I, I am enjoying about this. <laughs> You're not enjoying the Cyril Grayson and Le'Veon Bell? No. and I, Braxton Berrios. But like you said, I think Justin Tucker is probably one of the best options. But they're not looking for kickers. A, a defense, maybe. I don't know. Matt Gay was missing some shit. Matt Gay was missing some shit. Here's the thing. Matt Gay can get you 40 points, but he can also get you six. Justin Tucker will not get you six points. Justin Tucker will get you at least 16 points. Yeah. Jason Myers will get you zero points. I had zero points from Jason Myers this season. And it was embarrassing, and I cut it. And then I got zero from Greg Zerline. I got. I have been cursed by kickers this year. I should have had Justin Tucker. Maybe I should go in there. He's available. He had eight points week 17. Before that, he had 21, 22, 29, 31. Before that, he had 14. He had seven. Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, looking back, I, I, I'm not sure. You know what? Actually, yeah, holy fuck. Matt Gay gets a lot of points. He's number two. Don't drop Matt Gay. I, I misjudged. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. That guy will fuck you up. Now, I'll be honest, if you're actually going for a kicker, I'd probably go with Prater, Arizona against Seattle. I don't want to bet against our boys. He's so old, though. I mean, it's just... He's a year older than the, you know, when the season started. Um, those, those are the guys, though. I'm not sure I even love Tyler Bass. I, I'm, Justin Tucker's out there, man, and he's looking to make a statement against fucking Ben. He wants to put Ro- Ben Roethlisberger in his goddamn fat grave. All right. Final chat. Moving on. Is there anything else we have to say for this final matchup? Of no, Zach but I am very excited. I'm, I'm very stoked for, for the Zach v. Derage. It is. This, it's, this, is a good, this is a good championship. Clash of the Titans. Who's your pick? I think I'm going to pick Zach. But I, I will say if, if Ben makes the right move... Right couple of moves. I think he could make it very close and, and might be able to sneak one out, but I think Zach's got it. I think Zach is going to do phenomenal. I think he'll be disappointed by two or three of his running backs not named Rashad Penny. And I think Kyler Murray, one of the quarterbacks he picks, his, his highest-scoring quarterback will be on his bench, and that will be frustrating. Maybe play mind games with him. I think the Packers will give him more points than they should. And Tyler Bass will totally disappoint him. And with that, <laughs> I do think he will go in to Sunday night football with a lead that seems slightly insurmountable. But then Justin Herbert and Josh Jacobs will fall short and that Zach is a guaranteed win. That's right. Zach is our lock of the week. Zach wins. Jinx. Well, the Jinx. Jinx. 
absolutely no chance Zach loses. Oh my gosh. Powerhouse team. Can't be stopped. Jordan Brooks, 150 points. All right, moving on. Let's talk. Uh, this is our extra credit chat for all the people who only care about their teams. They can move on. But um, I'm obsessed of thinking about this Rams versus Niners game. Because um, right now, think about it. If this was a normal season, the Niners are in. The Niners are in the playoffs. The Niners have done it. They defeated the Houston Texans with a backup quarterback, and they get to go to the playoffs. But actually they don't because that Houston game shouldn't even fucking exist. And they should have had to play the Rams in week 17, but now we got this extra week and whatever. Anyway, now the Rams have a unique chance and we know that NFC West teams love to shatter fucking dreams. They have the chance not just to beat the Niners, but to do like the Kumite backbreak of the Niners where like not only do they ruin this season but they shatter their faith in Trey Lance therefore destroying the entire franchise <laughs> what do you think I mean I, the Rams have not been playing that well as of late to completely I mean, just destroying the Niners. But I honestly think the Niners are really going to have to show Jane up. Jane Ramsey yeah. punched a guy in the in the huddle. Like, there's there's something going on with the Rams. Well, they might actually physically fight them, I suppose. But I think the game itself will probably be closer than we would like it to be. Um, but I do think San Francisco loses. And I think you're right. San Francisco's been playing pretty good football. They, I think their they, only losses have been in the past few weeks have been to us and, and Tennessee. But wasn't it weird that like they have Jimmy G in and they're cooking? All cylinders are fucking firing there. Uh, Debo, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, random running back, and everything's working. It's all fucking juiced and it's all working. And then they bring in the person they trade three first round picks for, and. Uh, George Kittle, two points, and uh, against the Houston Texans. Like, I get it that maybe he's not fully cooked yet, but is he half cooked? Is he a quarter ready? Like, how ready is Trey Lance? Because they won the game, but Trey Lance didn't look great. And they're like, yeah, he needs more snaps. Fine. Uh, he looked like Taysom Hill. I, I mean... <laughs> Listen, if Garoppolo is healthy, he's going to be the guy. And I mean, yes, you, you have Trey Lance. How healthy? He won't be 100%. How But that's just it. And then I think you have Trey Lance to supplement him until he is or to kind of use him. Uh, on, but I think you, you're going to have to start Jimmy G. Yeah. I think that's a no-brainer. And even still, the Niners have found a way to win. Uh, I know the Texans are not a great team. The Titans are. And they only lost by three points on the road. Oh, the Titans. The Titans. The Titans have stuck it out. The Titans have kept their shit together. I will say, I, I, I don't, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to table this until 
uh, we find out who the champion is. But you remember that the the prize this year is all of the the winnings that don't involve paying what it makes to to host this stupid web series is um uh. It goes into an account where you can bet. Now, I haven't really figured out exactly how that works. It'll probably work it out differently if Zach wins versus Derage wins. I mean, Derage walks down the street and bets. Uh, Zach, I don't know, goes to a bookie or, or a local uh, bicycle casino and figures that out. But uh, I want to know, like, what their bets are because, man, like, I don't – I would not suggest putting the money, like, all in on the Titans, but – if Derrick Henry gets back, isn't that kind of like, isn't that a fun fucking Super Bowl bet? Yeah, it would be, it would super, be super fun. fun. And Derrick Henry, Derek Derek Henry, Henry is, when healthy, he's unstoppable. Insane! And, and I don't it's know. fun. Tennessee is one of the most fun teams to actually watch. It, I, and it's one of the teams that's not easy to be mad at. I can't be mad at them. They're kind of new. They're doing their thing. They're kind of fun. I don't hate any of them. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Does anyone know what city in Tennessee? They're so vague and mysterious. No one knows. I mean, they live in Titanville. Um, yeah. um, one of the other things I want to talk about is uh, I was watching, you know, t- I, I, all the tweets and everything for the Seahawks. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of talking about how, like, Pete, like, you know, what do you think? What did you, what did you take away? I guess my question is, what is your takeaway? Of the Detroit Lions game. We, like, I feel like I've been getting your vibe is that, yeah, we kicked the shit out of, well, no, we didn't kick the shit. We lost. But we, we've done well against three not great teams that do not exist within the NFC West. Well, I mean, if you're talking about the Seattle Seahawks as a, as a whole, I think... I think Detroit was the chance for us to realize how what a powerful and capable receiver DK is and will be for us. Yeah. Uh, and I think watching him do what he did uh, on just, wasn't it an overwhelming a, a number of, you know, receptions or, or yards, but he looked like a great receiver and he's someone that I think the Seahawks are going to need to start building the offense around. And that's the question build around because like, I feel like if you're starting from scratch and you've got this young Jerry Rice fucking wide receiver, I'm not saying he's Jerry Rice, I'm just thinking like if you could start your franchise with anyone, would you give him a rookie or would you give him a veteran? Because I feel like that's when you bring in a veteran to work with that quarterback to like really make it work. And like, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. I felt like, you know, the Russell Wilson window might be closing, but the DK yeah. window is opening. And, like, I feel like we could treat it that way. Be excited about that. I have been back and forth. I'm like, maybe we trade him and see what we get. Because, yeah, I don't think he's a complete player right now. But I think that if you get the right quarterback, you can get someone to become a complete player. And the thing is, we already have one. And we're currently debating whether to keep him or not. And it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's it's an exciting, it can be an exciting time. And I that optimism that optimism of like all of the great things we, we, we used to be a really optimistic franchise, like overly optimistic franchise. We used to be like, yeah. Charlie Whiters had some really good college tape. This is going to be great. 
But some of that optimism paid off with the Legion of Boom and this young group of guys. Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett coming up together has been one of the best duos that we've had in Seattle. That has been really fun to watch. But like you said, that window is closing. Uh, And actually watching the Steelers tonight, you know who would thrive in Pittsburgh right now? Is Russell fucking Wilson. You would have a decent line, a great running back. Yeah, but they why would you want to need... give that? That's the thing. I think a lot of close franchises are like, what if we just got a great quarterback? And it's like, don't give that to them. You have a great quarterback. Become a great franchise. Like, yeah. But I Seattle would love... can't do that with Russ. I just, I think that time has passed. That ship I, is sailed. I don't think so. I think that there are dips. I think that there were times when, and there still is a time where they're like, well, what will Green Bay do with Aaron Rodgers? And then he wins an MVP and they're like, well, will he want to stay? And it's like, they got a new coach and yeah, that flipped the whole thing. But like, I don't think that it, what exactly happened in Green Bay is exactly what's happening in Seattle. I just, I don't think, I don't think throwing the pieces away, like things got a lot worse in Green Bay than they are right now in Seattle. It was several years, not just one. And we're treating them like they're the same thing. Like you blow it up. It was one statistically bad year. And I think a lot of it is actually, if you want to get rid of Russ and make things better, fine. But I just, I don't, I don't think they're that far away. I think that, I think we're closer than that. I think I miss the, the optimism of like Pete is making this, everyone's excited. Pete makes everyone excited. Like that's what he does. He's an old man. He wears funny shoes. Everyone's excited. And I feel like there was so much, what is Russ going to do? Where does Russ want to go? Bullshit. That is all PR like created. You know, everything changed for Aaron Rodgers when he got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams. Like, they gave him a running game. And every and I think that that's the step that Russ needs to take is understanding he's got such a great running core. It, it's, it's true, but, I mean, that running core, I mean, Rashad Penny has to start running like A.J. Dillon. I, we... We either have to do something about our line to protect Russ better because he is getting sacked more than he should be and actually create holes for I, – I think I disagree with you fundamentally on how good our running back group is. I think they are mediocre at best. And I'd, I'd say that you know, as a non-athlete, I mean no disrespect, but I mean we need to improve. You think this is the effect of having a non-traditional Seahawks schedule whereas – Typically, we have an easier start at the top and then a harder end. And, you know, we we have more impressive wins towards the end of our schedule, and that sets us well up for the playoffs. This year, we played three garbage teams to close out the year, and we're looking at our stats. We're like, well, that's not so bad. Maybe there's something here there. And I, I understand that, but you don't know what... If this was a tough schedule, and it was close. It was. And, and I mean, I think the Seahawks, like you said, they're not, we're not as far down as I think a lot of people are, you know, believe us to be. 
but I mean, you know, we just got our sixth win. If we, if I mean, if we ultimately end up seven and ten, it's it, not. It's embarrassing. Guess, it's not shameful. It's, but. it's something interesting to say. Is it really is going to show in the Arizona game? It's going to mean something in the Arizona game. We're going to get to chance to say, you know what? We've got a healthy offensive line. We've got a healthy-ish, I don't know how healthy, a healthy-ish Russell Wilson. We've got a healthy Rashad Penny. We've got a young defense with leadership. And we're missing our captain. We're missing our captain, but, you know, Condre Diggs could easily be the captain. It's not a shallow defense. It's a deep defense. Uh, it's true. It's built of many parts that are young and old. And, and our defense, I think, given the ability to, to work together and actually have, you know, another season, I, I, I have a little more. Yeah, you know, I mean, still, they're going to finish this. They're going to finish this. Depend, depending how bad it goes, week 18, we're going to finish the season in the top 10 or possibly top five of points allowed, which is the only stat that should matter. Sacks are cool. But if you give up, if you get nine sacks and you give up 56 points, guess which part matters most? Um, uh, I think that, yeah, I think that it's never been a question of the Russell Wilson defense. It's always what, or of the Pete Carroll defense. It's what, what can we do with the offense? And I don't know. It doesn't, I will be interested. If we get blown out week 18, I will be much more willing to say maybe we need to find another alternative. But right now, I'm willing to accept that Russell Wilson is declining and that we can focus on building certain pieces in our running game with that we have. And I'm not mad at drafting a bunch of running backs like we've done in the past. Spender draft picks on the defense. Our offensive line isn't bad anymore. It is. I mean, I get it, but we, we're in the top 10 in protection. It's not bad. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I think we're much more set up for next year than we were set up for this year. So I'm not truly non-optimistic. About You're not year. selling either Pete or Russ as the media has. I mean, no, we had uh God who was even doing it. Steve Levy and someone else saying could be the last home game for Russ and Pete. And that is, Seattle. a that is a fun, sexy thing to say, but I don't think we're actually saying it. And, Part of me wonders if next year we'll be feeling like the goddamn Steelers where we're looking at so many young pieces that were paralyzed by our fucking decrepit, unable quarterback, but that we could have sold who, for who a Kings. He never was below 500. He is playing he, in his whole career two games where his team was not in playoff contention. Right. That's and great. And Russell Wilson will actually have, I think, three, three games at this point. And he's 33 where he is under, he has, you know, no chance of playoff contention. So it's, they're similar there, but like, I, I, I kind of get excited now. Maybe this is the season we had to have, but I kind of get excited now that maybe we don't look at this team anymore from a point of how far can Russell Wilson take us? Like as the sole provider of points and offense, but more of like, what can Pete Carroll do to make Russell Wilson a better quarterback which is how we looked at it when he was younger. And that's when we had the most success. Uh, it, it hurts that we pay him $40 million. But like that's still, as the cap goes up, that's less and less important. And we have $44 million right now. I do get nervous. Cody Barton's contract is running out. 
Bobby Wagner's not getting younger. I think Bobby's and, on the X. We'll see, and that's we we're probably going to lose. I think we're going to lose somebody. And we're going to lose Bobby. Bobby. It's going to be Bobby. Bobby's going to go. He's the nicest fucking guy in the world, but he costs twenty five. Well, why did you? The way that he said it was like, I don't know. Yeah, my future's uncertain, and that's basically I think him trying to say, let me go. Yeah, he costs twenty five million dollars. The hard part is he's not going to get twenty five million dollars anywhere else. Which is probably a reason to get rid of him. It sucks. He won't come back here, but you wish you could just be like, how about 10? But it's not going to be the way it is. All right, Lyle. Uh, I've gone over my talking points. I'm going to do as tradition. I'm going to give you... This is probably a long one, but no one cares. It's. Uh, we're going to do... Uh, I'm going to give you as much time as possible. You get one minute and 10 seconds. Andrew Lyle, speak your wisdom. I hope it's analytics-based. All right. Well... I mean, as we close out yet another delightful finicky season, uh, and you know, you did mention Zach as a co-creator. I remember those days of uh, the creation of, of Finicky. I have some photos on my phone actually of all of us together. Me getting called back—that's a whole other thing. Uh, but I will say this: if Derage wins, this will be the first person who is not Zach, Snake, Julian or JP that I think has won in a very long time. So I think all of us need to kind of get together and, and root for Ben to win this week. It would be fun for the league. I think uh, as we see, you know, viewership in the NBA and the NFL wing, I think it's important for Finicky as a whole for Ben Derge to come through this week uh, and defeat Zach. Zach, I love you. I think your team's great. I think you're probably going to win, but I have to say what would be best for Finicky and going into next year is going to be Ben Derge winning. And also, I'll piggyback that. Finicky needs to expand its... Uh, oh, come on, Lyle! Coverage. Jesus Christ, that went way too long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Instagram, video pods, vlogs. I think Finicky has a lot of expansion that, that needs to It's well overdue. Well, this has been probably the longest finicky pod that's ever been recorded. And with that... Bursting at the seams with the juicy stats. With that, uh, since you have the nice, calm NPR uh, delivery, just close this out, Lyle. Uh, Say, that has been the finicky podcast. Good night. That has been the finicky podcast tonight. Thank you for listening. This has been Julian Madden with Nasty Summerall. Good night and good luck. Fellow finickiers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>